Hello, Jess. Hey there, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited as always. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the Snack Size podcast, where we're going to try to briefly explain something uh, that's in the Bible. And we're continuing with our series at the moment, looking at the holy days or the feasts that are dictated in particularly the book of Leviticus, mm-hmm. Leviticus 23. We're going through those ones. There are some other Jewish holidays that are around today that we might choose to cover later, things like Purim and Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. They're not specifically dictated by God in the Bible, but they're very interesting nonetheless. Okay. And so okay. maybe we'll end up doing those ones as well. Yeah. I'm liking the snack size series because like Leviticus is complicated, <laughs> but oh, to like yes. do to study like some key parts of that in bite-sized chunks, um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, and this one was a bit of a challenge, I'll be honest. Like, there is a cluster of holidays that are all put together, and the three we're going to look at is Passover, Mm -hmm. uh, the festival of, uh, excuse me, the Feast of First Fruits, Mm -hmm. and then Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks. Okay. Uh, We're going to look at these three together, and we're going to do our best to explain them, but they're kind of... They're kind of confusing, I'll be honest. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> so do we'll do our best. best. Uh, I'm, I may get th- certain things wrong. Uh, if I do, please, I do apologize. Uh, but let's give it a shot. Let's go. So we're going to start by talking about Passover. Now, Jess, what do you know about Passover? I know that Passover originally kind of came out of a crisis. Like um, there were all mm-hmm. these plagues happening to the Jews in Egypt. Um, Moses was making everybody go crazy with his plague situation. And then he was like, mm-hmm. let my people go. And then Pharaoh still said no. So God sent the 10th plague, which was when a bunch of people were going to die. And for the, the angel of death to like pass over the Israelites, they had to do a whole bunch of complicated things. And yeah, I feel like um, Passover is a celebration of um, God sa- sparing people from death. I don't want to say too much, but do I have it so far? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got it. Um, The original story is found in Exodus chapter 12, which, if you're interested, is great. And within that original story, already we find the commandment to keep up the tradition of doing this. And it sort of is so important that it becomes how they define the new year. So we're told that in the first month of the year, on the 14th day, they are to commemorate Passover. Mm -hmm. And just like it was originally happened so the very first Passover they had to bring a lamb Mm -hmm. into their their home Uh, that had to be a lamb without blemish so a perfect spotless lamb they had to keep it in their home for uh, four days and then on the fourth day they had to kill the lamb uh, collect some blood from it and then use that blood to smear the blood over the doorposts of their house that was the part that they had to do, and that had a very specific effect. The one thing that I've heard about most of what she said, but did I understand correctly, the lamb was just chilling in the house for four days? Is that, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that. Okay, that's a detail I overlooked. Okay, so lamb was chilling in the house. It had to be a perfect lamb. Eventually, they killed it and smeared his... Uh, what did you say at Blood. the end? Okay. Okay. Over the doorposts of their house. Okay. Uh, and they would do that on the night in which the last plague was to strike. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and the angel of death would pass over any house that didn't that had the blood over the doorposts. Mm-hmm. In other words, would not come into that house, and therefore the people inside the house would be spared of the plague. Cool. Cool. And so this is how the Jewish 
population was spared the last plague, which was the death of the firstborn of the house. Mm. Uh, and the Egyptians suffered in that. Mm-hmm. And that was the final straw. Well, that was the final plague that broke the will of the Pharaoh. And he said, all the Israelites must get out now. Yeah. Now they must leave. Yeah. And so God knew this was the case. And so he had also instructed that they bake bread without using any leaven. So no yeast. So the bread didn't take any time to rise. Okay. And they had to have the bread ready. They had to eat with their belts tightened, with their staff ready, because as soon as the command came to go, they had to be ready to go. Okay. And so what happens out of that, and you can read up in Leviticus 23, is they're still to commemorate this in a very similar fashion. They are to prepare a lamb. They are to uh, kill the lamb on the 14th day of the first month. Mm-hmm. They are to eat the whole lamb without breaking any bone. They're to roast it over a fire because it's. I, I think it's just a very quick way of of cooking it. Sure. Uh, roast it over a fire, burn any of the leftovers. They're not going to keep any leftovers for the next day. Uh, and they're going to prepare this this bread made without leaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that kicks off a whole week long where they were to continually, there was a seven-day period where they were to eat bread that had no yeast in it mm. for all those seven days and in preparation for the passover so before that day they had to get rid of all leaven in the household okay uh, which is an interesting because leaven had a connection to sin mm. and so uh, probably because if something had leaven in it it would spoil very quickly uh, and so uh, you know the kind of death and spoilage kind of effect uh, you know reminder of the curse so they just had this connection, the symbolic connection. Yeah. And so they had to, they got rid of all leaven. In other words, sort of, it's, it's a cleaning out of sin. It's a dealing with sin. Uh, and then Passover would come, a reminder of God's great deliverance. Okay. And so it was, that's the reason the, the emphasis put on it was, a, it was a reminder of this great deliverance that God gave them. Uh, and so... Yeah, that's really cool to learn about. And um, what you said before about how, oh, they were um, removing sin and taking out the the yeast and the leaven, that reminds me of like another, um, just another holiday. I don't know. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but it seems like it's not the first time that we talk about how like there's these things that they're meant to commemorate. And before that, you prepare your heart. I think for one of them is like they had to fast. And I was like, okay, they have to get rid of the sin and everything. It sounds like in a lot of these yeah. holidays, it's not just a tradition, but it's actually a time for reflection. And on this occasion, yes. they're getting rid of sin and reflecting on God's deliverance. Um, did I get yeah. that right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's key to remember that God for the ancient Israelites was primarily a God of salvation, Mm. uh, as opposed to so many of the other religions of the time where God was primarily a provider um, or a a sustainer. God was those things, but first and foremost, what God was to the Israelites was a savior. Mm. And so a lot of their holidays are geared around that idea of Salvation, mm-hmm. uh, how uh, remembering how God saved us, and remembering that we come to Him and we owe <clears throat> we owe our lives to Him, mm-hmm. and to reflect upon that mm-hmm. um, in different ways. So yeah, the the Feast of Booths, uh, the Day of Atonement, now Passover, yeah. all of them were meant to be times of reflection and for sort of w- like intentionally ridding our life of sin. Mm. 
But I want to connect it to the New Testament and sure. what happens there. Yeah. So Jesus, his very last supper is the Passover supper with his disciples. I'm guessing and that's so, not a coincidence. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence. <laughs> so that would have been on Thursday. Thursday of that you know week, uh, Jesus would have, that would have been the 14th of the month, and they would have done Passover meal on that day. Now, interestingly, if you look back four days, that would have been when Jesus enters into Jerusalem. Right, right. So the 10th the day, which was the day where the, the lamb was to be brought into the house for inspection uh, and to stay in that house, Jesus would have entered. That would be Palm Sunday. Jesus okay. would have entered in. Oh. Interestingly, so there's a connection there. Yeah. Now, now when the, the Last Supper happens... Uh, we see they would have done similar things. Uh, they would have had the lamb. They would have, you know, slaughtered the lamb, remembered Passover that way. Uh, and then Jesus symbolically takes different elements. He takes the bread. He takes the wine, which were meant to be uh, symbols. And, and the wine was sort of added later by Jewish oh, okay. tradition. But, okay, but yeah. the, bread, the bread was symbolic of the Exodus. The wine was actually symbol, symbolic of the promises of God and of new life to come. Uh, and you can see there's just a tremendous amount of connection here mm-hmm. with Jesus being the Passover lamb, Jesus' blood being spilled mm-hmm. uh, in order for us to to be saved or be covered by the blood so that the wrath of God would pass over us. Uh, and then, interestingly, uh, we well, I guess we'll we'll cover that more in the festival of oh, sorry, the feast of the new fruit. But there is also a strong connection to that because, like I said, all of these things happened at around about the same time. Yeah. So we have body being given, blood being given. We have the connection with the unleavened bread and the you know, eating the unleavened bread being the symbol of the Exodus, as well as symbol of the removal of sin. Jesus Christ uh, kicks off, you know, Passover by dying on the cross, removing our sin as well. So there's a huge amount of symbolism here that Jesus intentionally owns, saying, you know, Passover, I am showing you what Passover is all about by my, my death as well. You were saying before that, um, you know, the point of the original Passover was really to remember God as Savior. Um, But I feel like that can be kind of abstract in the way, like how does this lamb represent like God as a Savior? Um, But now I think it's cool that like, because when Jesus did it, he was an actual person, you know, like he said, he was an actual person who came into Jerusalem. And it's like, I guess for now, us having the New Testament, we could be like, oh, this is our Savior, like in the flesh, giving his life for us. And that is something worth remembering. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of beauty in there in just the same story. Jesus, God in the Old Testament, rescuing the people out of bondage in Egypt into the promised land, uh, using this sort of the blood to to pass over them. Um, The same thing, you know, you have this this sacrifice given in Christ uh, to really pass over our sin, uh, bring us into the promised land. And man, there's so many connections to a lot of what Jesus mm-hmm. does and says, mm-hmm. and the timing of it is very intentional. It's, we can go on and on and on, but <laughs> hopefully everyone get, has a picture of it now. They understand what the original Passover was. Yeah. They understand why Jesus uh, sort of brings that imagery to 
explain himself as well. Mm -hmm. So I hope this is helpful to everyone to understand a little more about Passover. Yeah, what I'm understanding is that Passover um, originally was a time to get rid of sin and see God as Savior. And now with the New Testament, like Jesus is the Savior who um, conquers our sin. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good. That's a really good sum summation. Jess. Okay, okay. Jess is learning right. things. Good. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, that's it then. I hope you learned something, everyone. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. See ya.